0: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for being here. Uh, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. Uh, I pray that whatever comes out of my mouth will be uh, the words of God and not my own words. Uh, I pray that it be encouraging for you as it was for me. And um, the Lord has revealed something to me at at just about the right time. And um, so, if we can turn to Job chapter thirty-nine, let's look at Job chapter thirty-nine. And before we start, maybe we just uh, open in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to be up here, Lord, to minister your word. Lord, I pray that I would speak as the oracles of God, Lord, and not not my own words only, Lord. I pray that you would just uh, fill, me with, fill me with your spirit. I pray that we all be encouraged. Lord, I pray that you would take over, Lord. I pray that you would increase, and I would decrease, and that, Lord, we just learn something and take it uh, take it to heart and apply it to our lives. and. Pray that Jesus, Jesus will be glorified above all and praise in his name, amen. So, about a couple months ago, uh, before the new year started, probably back in like uh, December, I was noticing a pattern uh, over and over again. I was noticing uh, something kept on popping up in my reading and in my studies, and um, what I came across was actually an eagle. An eagle kept on popping up over and over and over again, and um. I thought to myself, I said, you know, what is the significance of this bird? What is so special about it? Um, because, you know, the Lord doesn't put things in his word just for filler. He doesn't put it in there just to just to have it without any meaning. But there's actually a purpose for it. There's actually um, a reason why he puts certain types of animals, maybe some objects, maybe even the place um, of why it's there. So I decided to study it out, and um, I found some amazing truths. I found some... Found some um, awesome things that the Lord was showing me, and I was just like really blown away by it. Um, it's actually a very, a very personal thing, um, what I want to talk to you about. Um, first off, I want to give you some, some facts about an eagle. I want to tell you why it's so significant. I want to tell you what's so amazing about it. I want to tell you about three things. Um, there's three S's. It's uh, the sovereignty of an eagle. I want to talk to you about the strength of an eagle and the suffering of an eagle. So since we're in Job, chapter 39, let's read it. Uh, In verse 26, it says, Does the hawk fly by your wisdom and spread its wings toward the south? Does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high? This is the Lord God talking to Job. Um, Verse 28, On the rock it dwells and resides, on the crag of the rock in the stronghold. From there it spies out the prey, its eyes observe from afar. Its young ones suck up blood, and where the slain are, There it is. And I want to start by saying um, I believe that the eagle here in uh, in the Word of God, whenever I see it, I I, I believe it it represents believers or or Christians and that um, we need to exemplify the characteristics of an eagle, that uh, we need to, um, that somehow we are like eagles in a sense. And um, some facts about an eagle, I don't want to be like a, like a National Geographic lesson up here talking about birds and animals and things like that. But, you know, the Lord has things in his word for a reason. And um, just some things I try to just research out just to try to figure out more about the eagle, try to understand it. Um, some things, it's, it's mentioned 32 times in the Bible. Um, Jesus says, you know, consider the fowls of the air. You know, there's some important lessons we can learn from the eagle. Um, it's an amazing bird. Uh, the, the Romans use a golden figure of an eagle uh, to stand for strength, for, for skill, and for, for bravery. And um, they're known as the lion of the air. Um, the eagle is actually an, it's an incredible hunter. It has uh, razor sharp talons, it has uh, impeccable eyesight. Um, it can fly at very high speeds, sometimes at like 150 miles per hour as it swoops down on, on its prey. It's actually really, really fast, you know, faster than any car that you might have or, or that's out there. Um, An eagle can fly higher than any bird in the air, and it can spot its prey from about five miles away. And um, when you see an eagle fly in the air, uh, I don't know about you, but there's something unforgettable about it. When you see an eagle, you're just like, wow, look at that bird. It's just so big and massive. Its wingspan is, like, so far. And, um, you know, sometimes we're just blown away by just when we see this bird up in the air. Everyone's just like, wow. And um, somehow we can apply that to our lives because you know, when people come into contact with us and um, as we're the, the eagle, so to speak, um, they should be like wow from our character. They should be, wow, what, what an amazing person this person is, you know, um, because, you know, we're, 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 um, we're different, you know, we, we have this character that's godly and that's different from this world and they should be blown away by our character. Um, you know, Solomon said in Proverbs 30 that you know, there are four things that I do understand, yes, three who are too wonderful for me, um, I do not understand the way, the way of an eagle in the air. He, he just thought it was such, it was such an amazing um, bird to watch. It's a really majestic bird when you see it. Even Solomon can attest to that. And even the Lord God, you know, as he's speaking to Job here in 39, chapter 39, um, he, 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 he brings up the eagle, and there's a significance to it. Now, when I was in, when I was in Ireland, I went to Ireland about... Uh, four years ago in 2009 and I went for a mission trip for the TNT teams and I went to this place called the Cliffs of Moher and, um, and it was a very very beautiful place probably the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life and uh, I saw the sunset there that was just probably the most breathtaking sight I've ever seen in my life and um, anyway there were uh, eagles flying around these cliffs because eagles make their nests on on cliffs and um one of the persons that I was with, uh, Ron Hampton, um, he was actually he was making, he was making bird calls. He was like, ah, ah, to these, to these eagles. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? You know, And uh, he just kept on doing it. And um, so after he kept doing it for a while, one of the eagles actually swooped down and flew and landed on his shoulder. He just stuck out his arm like that, and it, like, landed here on his shoulder. And I'm like, whoa, is that, is that your bird? Like, did you, like, calm down here to, like? hang out with you? He's like, no, I just, I just called him. He just landed on his, on his shoulder. I'm like, wow, it's really cool. So um, he actually let me, he's like, do you want to hold it? And I said, sure. So I, I held up my, my arm and it, the eagle was like just resting on my arm here. I'm just like, oh man, what's going on? <laughs> but you can just see how big this bird is. It's massive. You know, it's, It looks it's super strong. And it's just um, like majestic looking. I was just kind of blown away by this bird and its beak is really close to my head. And I'm thinking this bird's going to peck my brains out. So I was kinda just like I don't know, I was just really kinda scared. So I kinda just let the, the eagle go and kinda flew away. But um but anyways the point is um you know eagles are very just uh majestic looking creatures and they're they're really interesting to see up close as I got to see up close. And um as I said before, an eagle can travel about hundred fifty miles per hour as it swoops down on its prey. Um, Job chapter nine verse twenty-five, um if you go back a pages I'll just read it. It says, My days are swifter than an eagle, sorry, than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They pass by like swift ships. Swift ships. Like an eagle swooping on its prey. And um, if you notice, if you see uh, birds in the air, uh, like, like an eagle, it's actually flying very fast. Very, very fast. And sometimes we think they're flying really slow. Or like a, a plane, for example. You see a plane in the air. It looks like it's flying really slow. when well, it's actually going very, very fast. And um an example of this is is our lives. Like our lives are, are going by really, really fast. You know, James says our lives are but a vapor, you know, it's here for a little while and then just it vanishes away. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm twenty-five now. You know, I remember when I was like in high school like just yesterday and um remembering everything that that I've that I've been through, seeing everybody grow up and um just watching like the young kids from youth group you know they're in their 20s now and they're like off to college I'm just like where did the time go you know it's the time is just going by really fast you know it's but a vapor and um, you know a good lesson to learn is that um, you know even though our lives seem like they're going really slow they're actually going by really fast just like an eagle swoops down on its prey that's how fast our lives are going so um, brothers and sisters we need to make our lives count we need to make it count we need to um, redeem the time for the days are evil and um, to run the race with endurance, and to, you know, fight, fight the good fight of faith, um, have something to show for, at the judgment seat of Christ. Don't just waste your life, but actually, make something of it because it's going by really, very fast. So there's some, uh, some just, some things about the eagle, I wanted to talk about. Um, first thing I want to talk about was uh, one of the three S's was uh, the sovereignty of an eagle. And uh, what does that mean? <coughs> Uh, we have to remember that eagles represent royalty, that um, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 says we are a royal priesthood, um, a holy nation, you know we're, we're sons and daughters of the king, we're heirs and co-heirs with Christ, that, that we're part of royalty, that um, we have a place in God's kingdom, and so we need to be reminded of that, we're sons and daughters of the king, which is Christ, and that one day he's going to take us home to be with him, and we're going to be married to him, we're going to be his bride. And um, he's going to take us into his courts and we're going to reign for him for, forever and ever and ever. So we need to be constantly reminded of this, that we need to have this, um, this heavenly mindset that, that we're far above, um, you know, um, people down here, that we need to have this, this uh, set of affections of things above, not things on the earth, because, you know, eagles make their nests really high up in the cliffs. They make their homes on high. And that's where we need to be too, Right? We need to make our homes up above, and remember that this is not our home, right? This is not our home. That heaven is our home, and that um, the Lord God is our King, and that we're going to reign with Him. And um, you know, we just stop acting like like crows. You know, crows are—they fly really low. They're—they—they uh, they, they live in darkness. They're—they're they're dark. They're—they're they're black. And um, you know, eagles don't mix with with crows. You know, crows could uh, represent unbelievers, that they live in darkness. But we're, we live in the light. We live up high. And uh, we need to uh, spend our time with other eagles, building our, our faith up. And um, we need to spread our wings and soar on high in the spirit of, of heavenly mindedness. And that we need to lift up our eyes on high. <coughs> so the sovereignty of an eagle, we need to be reminded that we're royalty. The next point I want to talk about is um, the strength of an eagle. And um, you know, eagles—they're—they're very—they're very vicious predators. You know, they're not afraid of anything. Um, they're one of the strongest hunters of the air. They—they're—they're uh, they're very brave and they're strong. And when they when they um, have their prey in their grasp, they—they really just—they just tear it apart. And so, so, we need to be reminded that this could be a lesson for us. That we need to, you know, pick fights with the enemy, and uh, prevail in the strength of the Lord. Philippians 4.13 says, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And also, um, you know, Jonathan in, in the Bible is a very good example. In uh, 1 Samuel 14, Jonathan, he, he he picked a fight with the enemy. I don't know if you recall the story, but um, he and his armor bearer, they wanted to go down to the camp of the Philistines. And uh, they left the, their men behind, probably like hundreds of men. And, um, you know, Jonathan wasn't afraid. He, w- he was fearless. He was a fearless warrior. He wanted to... So go down to the enemy and, and, um, and fight them. He said, uh, you know, nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. You know, he recognized his place before the Lord, that he, uh, he was a warrior, and that, um, you know, God wasn't limited by, by, by little or by few. That even if he had just some, you know, a whole army behind him, or one or two, that um, the Lord would, 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 would prevail, because, you know, with God on his side, you know, who could be against you? Um, <clears throat> uh, 2 Samuel one twenty three, David is describing the character of Jonathan how he's, uh, he's swifter than an eagle and stronger than a lion so um, we should follow his example and, and be like fearless warriors and not be afraid of the enemy but actually uh, know that God's on your side and you can prevail in the strength of the Lord the strength of an eagle and if God's for us who could be against us and also remember that Jonathan was the son of the king Right, he was the son of Saul and he was, he was a prince. So remember that he was, he was royalty. Um, but a, lo- a lot of times, you know, we don't feel like we're strong. You know, we feel, we feel weak. We feel vulnerable. We, f- we feel tired. We feel, uh, you know, burnt out a lot of times because the Christian life is very hard. Um, I've come to that conclusion that it's not, it's not easy, you know, being a believer, especially in, um, you know, the world we live in is so wicked, so, so dark, and... Sometimes we can get so distracted. We can get so just jumbled up in the mix of everything. And, um, you know, it's very, very hard work. And uh, I've had a, I've had to come to that conclusion. If we can turn to Philippians chapter 2 for a second. I just want to read a verse there. Philippians chapter 2. <clears throat> verse 12. My throat's already dry. It's not good. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says um, at, the end of the, at the end of the verse Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Um, I like the way um, the New Living Translation puts it. It says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what what pleases Him. And um, the Greek word here for for work for work out is actually um, energio, which we get our English word um, in energy. And that it takes it takes work, it takes work, it takes um, it takes strength, it takes physical effort to to live out this Christian life. And that, um, you know, it's not, it's not anything within ourselves that's strong. You know, it's the strength of the Lord that helps you live out this Christian life. And we have to realize that, that, you know, we're not strong on our own. We don't have any strength of our own, but we're, we're weak. We have to remember that we're weak in ourselves, but God is strong. And he, he gives us the desire and the power to do it. Not only the ability, uh, not only the desire, but also the ability. So remember that God's on your side, and that you just have to just take that step of faith, that trust Him to help you live out this life. That um, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, with uh, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. And that um, you know, Jonathan said, "The Lord, the Lord will work for us. That all we have to do is just make that effort, and and God will do the rest. But we need to play our part as well." Um, about four years ago, in 2009, um, back when I was in Ireland, um, there was this point in my life where I felt like I was at a very high point in my life. I felt like, uh, spiritually, I was just um, soaring, I guess you can put it, and uh, I was working as a lifeguard at a pool, and um, I always had time to read my Bible because there was so much downtime, there was so much free time that I had always, so I was reading my Bible a ton more than, than I usually do. Because I'd read it at work and I'd go home and read it as well, and I had a lot of opportunities to just share the gospel with my coworkers. And um, you know, the Lord opened the door for me to go to Ireland. I went to this mission trip. I was there for a month, and um, that whole summer was just was just like probably the best summer of my life. It just felt like I was just so high up. But, you know, I went to um, I went to Europe, came back home, went to Pennsylvania, went to this this. Uh, uh, this like, it's called Creation Fest where it's like this Christian concert. You're there, you camp out for like four days and with like my best friends and we're just having fun listening to uh, these, these Christian bands and I um, uh, came back home. Then I went to camp for two weeks. I was counseling and that's just a great time and um, uh, came back home, went to Bucket Week, had an amazing time A Bible Conference and Fellowship and just I learned so much and uh, then I, from Bucket Week, I drove to New Jersey. I went to this beach mission. I was there for a week. met a bunch of really uh, nice people. Um, I, bet I met other believers there. That was just—it uh, was a really, really great time. I felt like the Lord was just using me. I was serving Him. I was giving Him my whole heart. Uh, I, I was just like, "Wow, you know, no, nothing can touch me." You know, I just felt like I was at this very high point in my life. And um, you know, when I when I finally came back home at the end of everything, <clears throat> um, everything kind of just hit me really hard. You know, I did—I had no job. I was low on money, I didn't have a properly working car, um, I was uh, pursuing a relationship that wasn't going the way I wanted to, I I was just starting school, uh, I had a baby living in my house, uh, it was just like, my life just changed drastically in such a short time, you know? And um, so I had to come back to reality that, you know, it was just like, it felt like a dream and then I came back home and just like, what happened? You know, like, God, what happened? I did all these things for you, I I was serving you, I was... You know, I felt so close to the Lord, and, and then, uh, you know, the Lord said, do you really love me? You know, do you really, is your faith genuine? Is your faith real? And, and he really tested me. He really put me through, through the fire. And, um, you know, it was a very, very bittersweet year for me, because I was at a really high point, then a really low. And um, I could say from, from that point on, up until now, um, you know, the Lord, we, the Lord has really tested me, tested me over and over. And it's, it's just been like a kind of rough Rough here, I won't go into details, but um, uh, I felt like, you know, things kept piling up. And, um, you know, I was just really kind of just, I wanted to get back to that place again where I was kind of high, high up. <coughs> so um, then the Lord kind of gave me this this uh, this message of like the eagles that, you know, uh, you'll find new strength if you wait on the Lord. Um, it, it actually came... Um, before the new year because the new year was like, you know, I could start fresh. I could start I could start over, and I could kind of just um, uh, go from there because I've been in this, this, this uh, program that I've been into, my physical therapist assistant program, and that's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, uh, going through this, this, this schooling because, um, you know, I'm not used to studying a whole lot. I'm used to studying just like a little bit, kind of just getting get through the tests, but um, this, is, this program was like no joke for me. I remember just, um, you know, staying home, uh not not wanting uh not be able to go out with my friends, not be able to have fun, things like that. I had to stay home and really just work work hard. But um you know the Lord the Lord is faithful. You know, he doesn't just leave us there to to just be, you know, um just down on ourselves, but he he, he lifts us up. He gives us new strength. And um you know I'm not saying everything's perfect in my life now, but you know um I've learned some hard lessons and I wouldn't be able to have to learn all those things if I hadn't gone through that whole thing. And um if you can turn to Isaiah chapter forty kinda of be skipping around. Isaiah forty, one of my favorite verses You know, I, I believe that we, we, we go through things to um, to really strengthen our faith, that that before you become strong, you need to become weak and vulnerable first. And that says uh, in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, it says, uh, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And um you know, the, the the word here for, for renew, there's, there's different types of uh, definitions for the word renew and the word of God. <clears throat> this one right here means uh, to raise up or, or spring up. And uh, the thing about an eagle, it says here, uh, you will mount up with wings like eagles. The eagle goes through this thing called, which is a molting process, um, which I'll explain uh, a little more later. But um, this is when it feels completely weak and vulnerable, where it feels like it cannot take another step. Um, but the Lord, the Lord here is telling you, when you wait on him, he'll renew your strength. He'll cause your strength to raise up again. He'll cause it to spring up again, just like a a, a plant sprouts up out of the ground, just how the, the eagle regains his strength after it's been through this process of molting, of going through um, just like a hard time. Your strength is renewed, and, and you're like a new person again. You feel like you, you can just fly and you can soar. So going through a hard time makes us stronger than it ever was before. Um but there's this order here where it says um uh it's actually puts it like fly run and walk. But you think why why is it fly run and walk? Isn't it supposed to be walk run and then fly? It's, it's kind of, it's kind of backwards here. But um <clears throat> I was kind of doing some research on this and um uh this man named Dr. Joe Temple, he put it like like this he said you see It's easy to fly. It's actually exhilarating to fly. You don't get bored flying. And there's a certain thrill to running because it's fast movement and things are happening. But finally, you get down to the walking stage. And here the Hebrew word for walk is a word that describes a man who is carrying a very, very heavy burden on on his back. And uh, you can see what what God is saying. He says, if you wait upon the Lord when you get to the walking stage where you have that heavy weight and you're, you're plowing along, you don't know if you can take one more step the Lord is giving you a promise. He's saying you shall not faint. He says thou shall not faint and and God when God says something, he gives you a promise, he he accomplishes it every single time. So, you know, I went I went through a pretty rough time, but you know, going through a hard time is not the end of the world. You know, you will get through it just like the eagle, you know, the eagle can fly through through a, through a storm. That, uh, I don't know if you know this, but eagles actually, they, they love to play in the storms. They All they have to do is just um, uh, spread out their wings through a, you know, a heavy windstorm, and they stay steady, they stay strong. They, they, don't, they don't actually move. And um, they actually enjoy playing, playing in storms, which is actually pretty interesting that I found out. And that, you know, as Christians, as, as eagles, you know, we can fly straight through the storms as Christ is our rock, as Christ is our strength, and then we can become immovable, steadfast. And 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 steady, and we don't have to we don't have to um, be 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 uh, be shaken by it or be moved by it, but we can actually depend on Him to to keep us strong, and that He'll renew our strength once again. So the strength of the Lord. And um, my last point, uh, the thing I want to talk about is this: the suffering of an eagle, which is the molting process. I want to kind of get into it in, in detail. But uh, what actually occurs during a molting process? Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, through a molting process, uh, the eagle, actually, it, uh, it, it, it breaks off its beak. It, it forms calcium on its beak and its talons, in it, and it has to um, break it off, probably just like slam its face into a rock and try to break it off, and um, its feathers become weighed down. It becomes filled with dirt and oil and things like that, and it, and it hinders its ability to, to hunt effectively. And with all the dirt and the oil on its feathers, um, it actually makes a whistling sound when it tries to, to hunt down its prey. So the prey uh, can hear the eagle coming for it before it gets snatched up. So when an eagle gets to the point of its life, it actually descends from the heights above and comes down to a rock below. And through the molting process, the eagle plucks out its feathers one by one. It, it plucks out one by one, and it has to regrow a new one. And um, it actually it will break off its beak... And it will regrow new ones. It will re- regrow new talons. It will rub them down on a rock until they become like nubbins. Its vision gets impaired. So they don't have as keen vision as before. Um, at this point, the eagle becomes very weak and defenseless and, and vulnerable. And many eagles die at this point, during this point in their lives. But um, during this point, uh, many eagles depend on other eagles for their nourishment because they can't hunt on their own. So they, they look to other eagles for for nourishment and that can be an example of how you know believers sharpen other believers as iron sharpens iron uh, they can encourage one another during rough times <coughs> uh, if the eagle can survive the shame and the, the exposure that the melting process occurs um, it will pave the way for the eagle to become more strong than it ever was before and uh, during this time a wonderful thing happens uh, their, their feathers and beak grow back and it's even greater vigor than it had before It's even stronger than it ever was before. It becomes like a brand new eagle. It becomes like, like a, like a young, like a young eagle again. And you know they'll have revitalized youth, and they can take to the skies. They can soar once again. Uh, Psalm Psalm one hundred three. If you want to turn there real quick, Psalm one hundred three. This idea of renewing. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And I've always thought, like, what does that mean that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Like, what does that even mean? But um, it actually means, like, the eagle goes through a molting process where it has to shed all its dead feathers, has to become like a new eagle again and just start over. And this word here for renew is actually a different word than, than the last portion we read in Isaiah. The word renew here means uh, to, to rebuild or repair um, or, or to renovate or reform. You know, sometimes in our Christian life, we need to just, we need to just start over. We need to just, um, you know, start fresh and just forget all the, the past mistakes that we made. Forget all the sin that, that we're holding on to that we think the Lord is not going to, you know, use us because, you know, we've done this, this sin before. We've had this kind of past. But we just remember that that we're, we're forgiven, that, you know, if we just ask for forgiveness, we turn away, you repent of your sins, that God will forgive you, and he's faithful. You need to be reminded about how much God loves you. That He forgives all your all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases, redeems your life from destruction. You know, He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He's He's done all these things for you. And you know, when you come to that conclusion, you can just start over. You know, you can have this renewed, renewed um vision again that, you know, I can I can just be be restored, I can be repaired. And um you know, just like that ego, we can rebuild our relationship we once had with the Lord and become like new believers again. Because sometimes um you know, we can feel like really mundane, it can get kind of boring and monotonous of our Christian life, but uh if we can just go through a renewal process where we could we could come to the um conclusion that, you know, um the Lord loves me, the Lord the Lord has done all these things for me, and you have this just renewed consciousness where you can just Come back to the place where you were before when you first got saved, and become like a new believer again. You can you can experience new things instead of just doing the same thing over and over again. But you can take on new new tasks and and serve the Lord with a new with a new vigor than you ever had before. Uh, Ephesians 4:22 through 24. I'll just read it. It says that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness, and uh this verse meant a lot to me because you know ever since the New year started, maybe back in back in January, um the Lord was just telling me, "Hey, just just put off the old man, just put off the old man, start start new, like renew, renew yourself again, and become like like a new person, and um you know oftentimes I can get just really just hard on myself, I can just feel it. Like well, like you know, I've messed up, but you know, the Lord is saying, "I've forgiven you." You know, just move on. Like, be be renewed once again, and um, you know, this this could also apply to to daily to daily things as well, not just you know one through one molting process where you go through uh, um, like a storm or a trial in your life, but it also applies just you know daily sanctification, uh, renewing your walk over and over with the Lord, um, uh, confessing and forsaking sin. Daily and, and walking in the in the spirit. Um, this word um, renew also a, a good definition for it. I've uh, I found this out it says the adjustment of the moral and spiritual vision and thinking to the mind of God, which is designed to have a transforming effect upon the life. And you know when God when God comes into your life, when He comes into you, um, to live inside you, he comes and he makes his home within you and he doesn't just he doesn't just settle for what's inside that, that you already have in there. He he breaks down walls, you know, he rebuilds new ones. He he renovates you. He he creates a whole new person inside you. That um you know he puts up windows, he makes a whole new kitchen. He does all these things. He he uh, I don't know, he makes new rooms, things like that. Because, you know, God, He's constantly working on you. He's constantly renovating you, sanctifying you, conforming you to the image of His Son. He's renewing you day by day. And that, uh, you know, when He comes in to live inside you, He He never stops working. You know, He's He's working to the day you die. Uh, he doesn't just do this once. He does it, he does it daily, day by day. And, um, you know, this... The process of suffering the molting the melting process of the ego, where he suffers, and he goes through through this um, this just life changing uh, experience where it 's just super super hard and and it 's just very he 's at a weak point of his life, but you know um, Jesus Christ is the ultimate example of suffering right Jesus suffered way more than any person who ever lived you know the suffering he went through was way worse than we could ever even imagine you know he was um he was rejected by his own creation, you know, by his own family. He was, he was beat. He was spat upon. He was nailed to a cross. You know, he came to his own. His own received him not. He he, he suffered, and um, you know, Hebrews says we do not have a high priest who who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was all points tempted as we are, and that whatever he, um, we go through, he understands what we go through as well. He can relate to us because uh, he has he has suffered tremendously and Hebrews 12, 12 two says for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross and despising the shame has sat down at the right hand of the throne God and it says for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls you know sometimes we can be discouraged and, and we can just be uh, kind of just at a, at a low point where we think "You know, does God really care does he, does he understand what I'm going through he really does he really, because he became like you. He became, he became like us. He became a man, and he suffered. And the Lord does understand our suffering. <coughs> and, uh, um, <coughs> so, we talked about three things. We talked about the sovereignty of an eagle. We talked about um, the strength of an eagle. We talked about the suffering of an eagle and that Christ was the ultimate example of suffering. But, you know, suffering... Suffering, uh, you know, it doesn't last forever. You know, Christ, when he suffered, he, he suffered, he endured the cross, but after he went through this this process where he went through this, this hard time, he was exalted, right? He was exalted to the throne of God. And that um, he was given a name, which is about every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And that, you know, even though you go, we go through hard times, we go through... Um, you know things that are are not are not what are not fun. You know, but the Lord he he uh, he puts us through the fire. He really tests our faith to see if it's genuine or not. And um, you know I think the trials that we go through make us stronger than we ever were before. And uh, for me, I kind of had to go through this process where uh, it was hard. You know, it was hard for me to to get through. But the Lord gave me a promise that He would renew my strength. You know, He will. He'll be with me the whole time. He'll be faithful. And then um, you know, now I'm in the, my last my last semester of uh, of school, um, and uh, you know I have like maybe like six weeks left to have all my classes done, and um, you know pretty soon I'm gonna start working. I'm gonna have you know my own career going, and, and you know I had to go through this process where it was really hard. You know it was really really hard, and other things too. But you know besides besides school, but you know it, it's a it's a very it's rewarding. You know it's very the, the reward is great. If you would just wait on him, if you just be patient, that to know that the Lord is, is faithful and that he will, um, he gives us great promises. So that's just something I, I want to just uh, leave with you. I hope it's been encouraging to you as it was for me. And uh, let's just close in a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this night. We thank you for um, your son, the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the promises that he gives us, Lord. That if we wait upon you, that you will renew our strength, Lord, we will mount up with wings like eagles. And that we will run and not be weary, we will walk and not faint, Lord, that you're with us the whole time. And that Lord we can be brave and be strong in you, and that you give us the strength to go on, Lord, and that um Lord, I pray you just teach us, Lord, help us to not be be negative if we go through hard times, if we go through trials, but help us to to just be encouraged in your word. So you're with us every step of the way and you're conforming us to the image of your son, Lord. And uh, We just thank you for forgiveness we have in you. We thank you for salvation in Jesus that he offers so freely. Thank you for your love for us, Lord, even though we constantly turn our backs on you, we constantly um, just fall away. But, Lord, you, you bring us back every single time and you're you're so faithful to us, Lord. And um, thank you for this time once again. pray you just uh, encourage us. And uh, you uh, let us go home in safety your praise in Jesus' name. Amen.